Prospect Pipeline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our post-draft edition of Prospect Pipeline. Brian Smith and Bill Meltzer here with you on the Flyers Broadcast Network as we wrap up the 2020 NHL Entry Draft. All in the books now. Uh, we we don't have any definitive stats, but by, uh, by by all accounts, it was the longest draft in NHL history as the uh, uh, day two portion of it, which normally takes about three and a half hours, I think took a full eight or very close to it, uh, wrapped up just before 7.30 p.m. Uh, the uh, virtual format took a little bit longer than the format where everybody is in one place in uh, one city at one NHL arena. So um, other than that, though, everything went very, very smoothly, I think, over the course of the draft in terms of operating it. And as for the Flyers, they come away with five picks, a much smaller crop than what they've had in the past uh, couple of years, but those five picks were pretty high quality. And, uh, Bill, I know we talked a lot yesterday about the Flyers' first-round pick, Tyson Forrester. Uh, they added four more players today. Did some moving around to uh, swap some picks to move into parts of the draft that they weren't previously. They did not have a third-round pick because of the Justin Braun trade a, a year ago. And uh, they were able to package uh, uh, some of their picks to move up. So, they again, they end up with only five picks as opposed to, you know, the seven that you would normally get. But uh, they were able to uh, to move up into some higher spots with those five picks. So, I guess to start, give us your overall thoughts on today. Um, the, if you had to give it a bird's eye view of the Flyers' second day of the draft. Well, the Flyers added, um, as you said, they moved up a couple of times. Uh, in the second round, uh, Emil Andre was was a player who some people had pretty early in the second round. Um, very highly skilled um, offensive defenseman. Um, one of the, one of the interesting things is with him is that over the course of the last seven eight months, um, and over the course of the last year, um, one of the knocks at him and probably why he was available where he was is that he's, he's small and he had knocks on his skating. But he has trimmed his body fat percentage from 15% down to 10%. And that has significantly wow. helped with skating. So, you know, that, that's already not nearly, not nearly concerned it was before. He's moving really, really well. Uh, there's never a doubt about his offensive vision. Has a tremendous shot, makes a lot of plays. Um, he, he's, a, he's a defenseman in the same kind of a uh, – stylistic mold as a Tory Krug and the same kind of, uh, you know, same kind of a competitiveness mold as the chemo team. And I'm not going to say he's going to have a career like either of those guys, just because he, there's no guarantees at this stage of the game, but that's, uh, you know, for, for a second round pick with a kind of high upside that he has and a potential uh, power play quarterback too. That's uh, you know, that, that's a real nice uh, pick there. And as, as you go through the different picks, uh, the Flyers took a lot of guys who have been, captains on their teams or, or alternate captains on their teams, all really highly competitive hockey players. Um, you know, guys, guys play with a lot of energy, a lot of motor. And what, uh, what Chuck Fletcher said after the draft is, you know, those guys who really, really love to play the game tend to work harder at their game, you know, because it doesn't feel like work to them and, and they, they want to get better. Right. They're driven to get better. And you, you could go pick by pick by pick by pick. And that is, you know, Different styles, different sizes, different positions, but those—that's one thing that runs common through every single every single one of those guys. They're all highly competitive players who are, who are driven to get better. 
Some of the movements came in the uh, form of the Flyers' third pick uh, in the draft, uh, the uh, fourth round. But the Flyers were originally slated to pick, uh, you know, in the in the bottom third of the fourth round because that's where their pick location was based on their finish in the playoffs. But they were able to package their own fourth and their own fifth pick to move up to the first pick of the third round. That's where they picked up Zade Wisdom. Uh, this is a very uh, intriguing selection here from a number of standpoints, uh, not only because of uh, what he can do on the ice, but he was the uh, E.J. McGuire Award winner, actually the second uh, winner of that award that the Flyers have selected. Travis Konechny also won it in its first year back in 2015, and a really good story with this kid. It, it is. You know, he came from a, a tough background, um, you know, experienced poverty during his childhood. He, uh, you know, and he used it as, he uses it as determination. Um, he's a player who, you know, inevitably gets compared to Wayne Simmons, not just because he, you know, just because he knows Wayne and because he idolized Wayne, because he plays a lot like Wayne, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It's a very straightforward game, very physical, never stops working, never gives up on the play. You know, uh, another guy with leadership potential. Um, you know, Simmons was a perfect complimentary player. You put him with a skilled, skilled guy, he'll go in, he'll dig the pucks out, but he'll also crash the net, and he can also, you know, can also finish in close to the net. Um, that, that is the kind of player, you know, potentially that, that, uh, that wisdom is. Again, there's, there's never any guarantees. Uh, diff, different body type than Wayne Simmons. Wayne is very tall and lanky, as we all know, and, and um, Justice is, a, is built like a fire hydrant kind of, you know, kind of player, very low center of gravity. But the, the style of play, I, he's going to be a fan favorite in Philadelphia if he makes it up to the NHL level. And um, I, I don't, you know, knowing, knowing where he came from as a player and where he is now and where he can get to, I wouldn't bet against him. So the Flyers, again, uh, you know, moved out of the fifth round with that pick to get uh, up into the fourth round. But then they were able to get back into the fifth round. They actually had a pair of seventh round picks. Um, the, uh, we, we've been joking about it all week. The fourth, the four year tradition of swapping picks with the Montreal Canadiens finally came to an end and they were able to use the extra pick that they got in that deal a year ago, uh, to, uh, swap places with the Nashville Predators jumped up into the fifth round, uh, where they, uh, picked up Elliot Desnoye, I believe is how you pronounce it is, uh, unless you're going to you have a different one than I have. I honestly have no idea. I just kind of, uh, came up with that, but, uh, he comes out of Monken of the Quebec major junior hockey league, actually playing there for, for Halifax now after an off season trade, but played for Moncton last year. And, uh, you know, a guy that, um, you know, the, the flyer scouts in Quebec, uh, really liked and were really pushing for. Yeah. Uh, he's playing a much bigger role on his team now than he was, you know, in Moncton, which was a tremendous team a year ago. Um, hardworking two-way player, kind of a no frills guy, but he, but he skates well. Um, you know, he, he's driven to, he's driven to continue even working on his skating. Um, I think he has some maybe long-term, some penalty killing upside. He's, he's a very conscientious defensive player. Um, probably more of a bottom six guy, but, but uh, that was a guy who you look at in some draft rankings, he was around the number 75 spot. And, um, you know, I, I think there's some ability, you know, for, for some offensive contributions too. Hasn't gotten a lot of chance in his career so far to do that, but um, has, you know, I, I mean, he has at least some potential to, to be a guy who can contribute in that way too. But that, that's a guy who, you know, understands whatever, whatever role you assign him, he'll play. And, and um, he's been, you know, he's been effective so far. He's off to a good start this season with this new team as well. 
And then the uh, final pick for the Flyers this year comes in the sixth round. And a lot of talk going into the first round about Ridley Gregg and would he be there when the Flyers picked and would they pick him? He was there when the Flyers picked. They chose to go in a different direction. And then Ridley went about five picks later to the Ottawa Senators. But the Flyers' six-round pick is a guy by the name of Connor McLennan, who uh, Chuck Fletcher and Brent Flair said they had a little bit of an inside scoop on because he's really good friends with uh, with Ridley Gregg. Um, so uh, they were able to kind of get the lowdown on him, I'm sure, but through both uh, Ridley and, and Mark Gregg, of course, his father. Um, so they had a chance to kind of get to know this guy maybe a little bit better than, uh, than, than some other teams did, got a bit of a, a tip. I think uh, is what they said on uh, on him from the, the head coach out in uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, I was unaware that Kootenay had moved to Winnipeg, but hey, we'll do that. Um, and it was uh, you know again one of those picks. I think that the Flyers uh, kind of saw an opportunity to get to get him in the sixth round well in advance of when they actually did. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's an intriguing player. You know he's a very small player, uh, about five foot eight. Um, you know, his goal this season is to play at 170. He was, he was uh, 164 last season. Uh, he's gotten, you know, he's, he's put on. He's put on yeah, that's my that's my goal too is to play this season <laughs> at 170. I ain't getting there. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, he, but he's, uh, but he, you know, he, he's been a prolific scorer at every level. Just just by uh, you know, just as a frame of reference, uh, when he was playing for Canada at the under 17 level. Uh, you know, internationally, they had a five-game tournament, um, and he had eight goals in the five games. Only other guy who's done that in that tournament uh, was Cole Caulfield. So, you know, tre- tremendous goal scorer, loves to shoot the puck. Um, is, you know, he's he's a guy who this year he's wearing an A for uh, Winnipeg. Uh, his coach is James Patrick, who, of course, played in the National Hockey League, and he's Nolan Patrick's uncle. So there's another, you know, f- kind of flyers tie-in with him as well. Um he last season he we had a, well the reason we had a collarbone injury that kind of you know t- took a big bite out of the season and then the, this past year was especially the COVID season so it uh, you know but he but he this guy's already averaging over a point a game in, in his you know that level he's been again he's been a tremendous scorer at every level there there is no question that he can score goals you know but when a player is that small you know is, is he going to score enough consistently to you know to make it as a pro? And is he going to work on some of those other things? I mean, he's very, very, very small. Um, he's not, you know, he's, he's not as advanced, like, as a guy last year as Bobby Brink, for example, who's another very small player. <laughs> but um, but in terms of being able to, to shoot the puck and, and put it in the net and create some chances for himself, I mean, he's, uh, he's the real deal in that regard. You know, in the sixth round, you can just take a swing like that and, and see, you know, see he, he has a goal scorer's chance. Sometimes, you know, sometimes those guys will click late in the draft and, and you know maybe he won't maybe he'll fall short at some point but but at, in a sixth round spot you know that that's a good that's a good risk to take I think it's a mild it's a mild risk that could pay off so I, again trying to take a bird's eye view of the whole thing any teams in this draft that, that stood out to you as ones that, that did really well um, it seemed like Ottawa really had a, an interesting draft and some of the teams they were able to pull in or players they were able to pull in and, uh, you know, maybe where compare what the Flyers did to, to some of those teams that uh, had good days. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the teams that had multiple picks in the first round have a, obviously have a built in advantage. Um, you know, you can, sure. you can pull off the board in one situation and, you know, if, if you want to, if there's a player you really like, 
So, I mean, I mean those are the players. Those are the teams that, that did well. Ottawa, New Jersey had three picks in the first round. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, there, there was a lot of movement around, too. I mean, like uh, you know, some teams were pretty bold in, in, what, they, in what they did. I, I like some of LA's picks this year. Um, you know, mm-hmm. starting with Byfield with the, in the two spot. But, uh, you know, they, they were a team that was aggressive in, in moving around some picks this year, too. You know, I, I, I don't think you can give any team a grade at this point. You, you just don't know. You, right. got, you really yeah. have you really truthfully have to wait five years till you can give a, uh, you know, uh, a truthful grade with some knowledge behind it as to how a team fares in the draft. But when you have, when you have a, a lot of picks to choose from, or in the Flyers case where they were able to, to move around to get guys who, who fell a little bit and, you know, go for, go for some guys with ceilings as opposed to, you know, uh, guys who might be gone when you pick a little bit later. Um, one thing that was interesting to me to this year was the Flyers in, in a lot of recent drafts drafted pretty heavily in collegiate players uh, or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, national team development players. Or they're headed for the college ranks. Uh, this year was a very, uh, you know, they, the Flyers did pick the, the Swedish defenseman, but it was a very uh, Canadian junior heavy draft and was reflective yeah. of what the draft would bear this year anyway because this was a, this was a better year for the CHL. Uh, a better year for the Ontario Hockey League, certainly than some of the recent drafts that have been. Um, you know, Flyers took uh, at least one player from all of the three CHL leagues, and it had been a while since they'd have, you know, at least one from all three leagues in, in, in a draft. Um, you know, it used to be automatic. You get guys from all three. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of a, in some ways, in that way, it was a little bit, you know, a, a reminiscent of some past drafts. First round in general was very Canadian heavy this this year. Um, last year was the year of the American with all the national team players that won the first round. This year, it seemed like the national team players started going in the second round. So it was, uh, you know, a different draft than last year, but I, I think it was an interesting one. And, you know, every draft, you're going to get guys, get guys who play. And, you know, I, I posted this on, I posted this on Twitter earlier. One of the, you know, one of the beautiful things about the draft, of course, is that, uh, you know, on, on draft day, you know, every kid has a chance to make the NHL and, and no defenseman has turned a puck over yet. And, no forward has had a scoring slump yet, and no goalie's let in a bad goal yet. You know, it's, it's all about the upside, about, right. the, about what might be someday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been fun here over the last couple of days uh, covering this draft on uh, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, Flyers Radio 24-7, and the rest of the Flyers broadcast network. So now the Flyers will turn their attention to free agency, which is uh, right now as we record this and uh, – uh, just over 24 hours away, and uh, right right under 24 hours away as you're probably listening to it. It starts on uh, Friday at noon. We are going to do noon this year, right? I believe so. Okay, so they're going to do Friday at noon, and it's going to be uh, very interesting to see what the Flyers do. They have uh, a couple of needs. They now need uh, – uh, well, could very well use a veteran defenseman. Uh, need might be an interesting way to phrase that, but we'll see what they do about the retirement of Matt Niskanen and uh, trying to find a guy that can put the puck in the net to uh, see if anything comes to fruition with all this Patrick Line chatter. We'll see how things go. But uh, we'll get some rest between now and then. I know you've been uh, churning things out, and we'll uh, we'll catch you up with you this weekend. Yep, sounds good, Brian. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this draft recap edition of Prospect Pipeline. We will talk to you down the road here on the Flyers Broadcast Network. The preceding program is an original production of the Flyers Broadcast Network. You can find this and other programs available on demand at flyersbroadcastnetwork.com.